Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes. We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but mm-hmm. every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've, we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power and, uh, I have filled my cup this year. (laughs) So we're bringing you, uh, a second edition of, uh, what we consider our choice cuts, greatest hits, uh, our favorite episodes after one year, after the entire year, going back and looking at everything that we've done was really kind of cool um, learning about a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it, it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, every, every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. And we stack it again for June the 15th because we did three episodes on Metallica. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have a personal favorite order of that. And, um, uh, I don't know. It, they were all just such great learning experiences. You think you know Metallica. You've listened to the stuff. You've seen the movies. You've seen them live. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff. And then you start getting into the stories. And it's, it's like... A whole game changer. I mean, I'm like, I knew there were haircuts, but I didn't know about the rest. Oh, man. And I think that experiencing Cliff Burton... And going back behind everything and really getting to the bottom, like that Master of Puppets episode, like I really got down and like I knew who Cliff Burton was and I thought he was a great bass player, but Jason Newstead, also an amazing bass player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Robert. So is Robert Trujillo. Yeah, he, he is. He's the bass he player. He wouldn't now. be there yeah. if he weren't. Yeah, no, I mean, he's the bass player for Metallica. Yeah, they're not going to just be like, "Hey, Jay, you want to come play bass for Metallica?" Uh, I'm completely unqualified. That doesn't matter. No, they're going to get the best person on the planet. And and the great thing about it was, you know, both times that they had to replace, you know, they mm-hmm. they weren't like, "I want the best rock yeah. bass player." I want the best bass player mm-hmm. and i mean i i saw a video of nickel freaking creek where mm-hmm. robert trujillo is playing the bass yeah and i'm like yeah that's, well that's that's why he's there that's talent man mm-hmm. yeah and you know going through you know ride the lightning load and master of puppets those are three super distinct albums in two huge different parts of their careers Really, all three of them are, are pretty uh, you know, different. Well, I would say that, you know, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets are are two with Cliff. Yeah. And then Load was But you can after see Cliff's haircut. growth. Oh, definitely. In Master of Puppets. Oh, yeah. And, and him pulling everybody and with pulling him. pulling 
whole band yeah. with him. Exactly. And then the band never Talk about stopped. a load. Yeah. <laughs> and the band never stopped growing. That's no. that's the great part about Metallica. No, they, they did stop growing hair uh, for load. Stayed, but yeah, yeah. They've grown it back. Yeah. Have you seen Kirk Hammett's hair recently? No. It is flowing locks of silver. Oh. It's magnificent. Well, there it is. I'll have to go check that out. Kirk, it's it's so amazing. 25 years ago, you'd cut your hair, mm. and now it's just amazing. He's got a new album out, too. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check that out right now. Now. Album for the day, April 25th, is Master of Puppets by Metallica. It is their third album. And it was released March the 3rd of 1986 by Elektra Records. Recorded in Denmark at Sweet Silence Studios with Fleming Rasmussen. And it was the last band, last album to feature Cliff Burton on bass. Oh, man. He died in a bus accident in Sweden during the promotional tour for Master of Puppets. What a absolute tragic, tragic, tragic story. Uh, the band was just really starting to really hit their potential. Pick up some steam. Yeah. It, well, pick up steam. And also, like, Cliff Burton, he was a fan of just a lot more genres of music than just, like, metal. Like, he was getting the band into Cliff classical Cliff was a fantastic musician. Yeah. Some and, of them may have been better performers, yeah. but Cliff was a great musician. But he was teaching the band mm-hmm. how to play. You know, how do we get, how do, you know, like, when they're playing eight hours a day, you know, and figuring out their sound, figuring out how to be. And then Cliff Burton starts doing all this crazy stuff. We're like, they're figuring out style, but Cliff was like, but let's have some substance. Yeah. Go on this album in particular, listening, listening to Orion, which is the instrumental track. Unbelievable. That is what Cliff Burton brought to this band that no one else could. Well, I didn't, Jason Newstead was an amazing replacement, and I love Jason Newstead. He's not Cliff Burton. You know, he brought, and then the band were kind of built on Cliff Burton's sound stylistically and like that drive that he brought. And this album in particular was just like the culmination of their the band's experiences, and like they started becoming very technical, technically precise in the studio on stage and they were really driving this this like man we've got to be better 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 and then for cliff burton to pass in such an it almost sounds like like it's not even real like a bus accident where he you know he's the only person in the band hurt you know and it's yeah, just like, when you hear them talk about it, it's really, really affecting. Um, you know that they all still think about it every day. Absolutely. And, and um, this album is so good. It was the first metal album to ever be put into the Library of Congress, the National Recording Registry. 2015. Like, think about that. Like, a, it, to me, that is just something it shows that, that they created not well they didn't create the genre of music they made this album so well that they scratched out their big fat they, spot yes like in the, the the library of congress literally said oh no we need to preserve this that's how much this album has affected and changed the genre of music this album and you know being a groundbreaker there 
Um, this album peaked at number 29 on the Billboard 200. That was unheard of oh, for a metal it's album. It's not even... It, they probably never even got above 100. I mean, it was just... It's, it's, it's ridiculous. 29 out of the top 200 was quite the achievement at that point, and that was kind of a heads up to a lot of people. Hey, this is the- it was a lot... It was... Sadly, it was a heads up to a lot of unscrupulous people who were like, hey, there's money over there. Oh, well, yeah. And, you know, and, and the band, you know, they've 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 held it together over the years. I mean, they've been together for, I mean, 40 plus years, you know, near, yeah. you know, and they're, and they're still. Dude, they were on tour supporting Ozzy when this happened. Yeah. Think about that. Metallica supporting a band now. They sell out stadiums in minutes. I mean, they. I mean, after this album, really, they were selling out stadiums in minutes. I would imagine. I mean, well, it was kind of the Justice for All in the Black album. The Black album is really what put them into the total mainstream. The huge headlining, crazy. This happened to them in Europe. Uh, yeah. Tragedy kind of brought them to the evening news, yeah. which was not necessarily their demographic. Yeah, and then they made some changes and came back um, different. And yeah, I, I think you know when you're talking about um, got to start off, you know, uh, a really good album, right? Yeah, battery is well, amazing. It's amazing. Well, and think think about the progression because you don't want to start with Master <laughs> of Puppets. You don't want to start with the eight minute thirty second. Yeah. Song. Yeah. No, I agree. You gotta you know, give us some stroking. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta ease into it. And then run you your got, hand through my hair with battery. I mean the thing that we'll I should be my my, my 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 favorite song and I've loved I've loved this song forever, uh Welcome Home, also known as Sanitarium. Um it's one of those things where it, that and o- Orion is the game changer on this album where you start seeing their focus as a band. You you listen to the albums, their first album Kill 'em All, second album Ride the Lightning. There was a big jump in how good and in, in just how good they were. I shudder to say then this you, band in the same sentence, but it kind of reminds me of the progression of U2 where U2 mm-hmm. went from not knowing how to really be masters of yeah. their thing and you listen to those first few albums and you see the growth. Yeah. You and see the, the maturation. Then, then you get the Joshua Tree from them. Yeah. And you get Master of Puppets from Metallica. Yep. Yeah. No, I I, no, I could In I, fact I, they, I think that they're on completely different, separate genres, separate whatever. Everything's different but, but that. Yeah, yeah. Really. But, but I could yeah. But they're the but they at one point were both the biggest bands in the world. Absolutely. You know? So the uh, the end of the album is Damage Inc. And oh, man, uh, I bring that up because um, Metallica was upset, you know, at the whole PRMC putting labels on the thing. So they put their own label on <laughs> and they that. said that um, the only song that you really shouldn't listen to is Damage Inc. because it has multiple uses of the darn F word. Oh yeah, and uh, so then they proceeded to say it doesn't have any, and used all of the other seven words you can never say on yeah. television. Yeah, and as on as, the sticker. Yeah, yeah, which on is, the sticker, which is freaking hysterical because they're basically just saying, 
look, we really appreciate you really worrying about our lyrical content and whether or not we say the F word here. But we assure you there's only one, and these are the words you won't hear. And it, it, it's it's just it's a it's it's smart. It's good advertising. Um, and uh, yeah, this 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 album. I remember the the first time the needle dropped on this record, and it was just like, I, you know, it's a journey. It's just an absolute journey, and an adventure. Yeah, because it's so different. Because they were they were growing as musicians so so rapidly that they have everything from these uh they almost sound like classical classically arranged pieces of music and then all of a sudden you're like in thunderdome and it's like wait what wait what just happened i'm getting hit with metal now and it's like i mean it starts as this great progression and then it's just like wham and you're in a different place. I think that and then this the lyrics was... start, and it's just you're in a different place. And then it's just, it, and the songs are just woven so perfectly together. The thing about it is, and this is what people don't necessarily give Metallica the credit for, is the songwriting is is there. It's credible. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have to go and listen to S and M that they did with the symphony uh, to realize that, then you do. Um, but the thing about it is, is these guys, they had the, they had the attitude. They didn't necessarily have the musical chops when they started. This is when it started to get where they were comfortable enough with what they were doing as themselves to start incorporating some influences. Mm -hmm. And that gradually started to become more of a thing. I can't help. I never even made the connection back in the day about Garage Inc. Damage um, Inc. Paralleling with Damage Inc. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that makes me think of, like, they really got to a point where they were like, we've done what we can do here, but there's plenty of other stuff for us to explore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this album... Uh, I mean, even even the. I mean, this is also a thing with the timing of their songs. I mean, this is where they really started stretching their songs out eight minutes, you know, six minutes, you know, seven minutes, you know, where they're they're really giving you a lot more fades were a big thing on this album where they're fading up for 30, 35 seconds before you're even in the song. And then they're fading out, and it's something they kind of used late in, you know, in Justice for All in particular. They use that a lot as well, and and it's just that it's something that you're. It's like you're almost like getting into the track. Like, what is that sound? What is that? What is that? And it's like as it gets louder, you're being pulled more and more into it, and it's just it's a it's, it's engrossing. It's really it's it's really nice, and it's also got a good. Um, a good flow if you do happen to listen to it on vinyl it's got a cool um oh, yeah. flow as far as that goes yeah just a little extra yeah i enjoyed every bit of this album and it's interesting to hear them play these songs now too oh man their live shows if you have not seen metallica go it's worth i mean i know they're paying they're they're charging quite a bit now for tickets 
but it's worth it. They ha- you get your money's worth at their shows. They have like now they have drone light shows. You know what they know, that, man. That goes up above. They the know band. that you can't get that anywhere else. No, and it's it is amazing what they do, and they they perform. I mean, three hour shows. I mean, night after night after night. It's not like, oh, we're just going to play three hours at this one. You know, we're going to play in San Francisco at our home crowd, and we're going to play it balls out. No. They do that everywhere they go. I was at a show in the early 90s. They played for about an hour and a half, and, like, we just walked off the stage. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, like, man, great show. And everybody looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, all right. They came back out like five minutes later and played an acoustic set for uh, probably 30, 40 minutes, came back out and destroyed the stage again. And it was just like, I mean, it, it was just like, what? What? It was, they're, they're, they're one of the best bands in the world. And this album, though sadly, uh, was Cliff Burton's last Um really brought them to the next level as a band and in the public's image of them it it really it set them apart from everybody in the genre but yeah uh album for the day today uh april 25th is master of puppets by metallica definitely check this one out um be sure to follow us on twitter at album the number for the day give us a follow subscribe wherever you listen and feel free to shoot us an email with your requests at album the number for the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Otherwise, there aren't any shits, fucks, pisses, <laughs> cunts, motherfuckers, or cocksuckers anywhere on this record. I was certainly hoping we were going to do that. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Album for the day, September 22nd, as we continue with Forces of Nature this month. Today, we look at Metallica, Ride the Lightning, album number two from them. It was recorded February the 20th through March the 14th of 1984 at Sweet Silence Studios in Copenhagen and released on July 27th of 1984 by Megaforce Records. It is certified six times platinum and peaked at number 48 on the U.S. Billboard 200. It also went platinum in five other countries and gold in two more. Like every other Metallica album ever made. I feel like this was, because Kill 'Em All was their first record and this was their second record. And I feel like this album... They started listening to Cliff Burton a lot more. He was their bass player, and he was, whoa, good. He was more interested in being a better musician Yes, than anybody else in the band. And you could hear the musical maturity from Kill 'Em All to this album. They took a huge step forward into becoming the Metallica that we all know today. That's, That's a fact. Yeah. 
I mean, Cliff, Cliff helped make the, the arrangements more complex, mm-hmm. the instrumentation more varied. Um, there's just a wider variety of sonic product that they generated mm-hmm. um, in this way. He introduced more harmonies to the guitar sounds and opened up Metallica's options for creativity in new and different ways. They still rocked, but they rocked smarter and I love, better. I love that is an excellent way to say that. The yes, they they're it's a lot smarter. There's much more like music theory behind what they're doing. The melodies and everything, yeah, they're still a thrash metal band in at, at this point, but they're playing just crazy good stuff that blends in and out and it's like the the harmonies of the guitars are just like just on point it's just more notes less loud yeah yes. and it's still loud metallica is yeah. notorious for being yeah. one of the loudest recorded bands but it's quality 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 Sonically, you know, where it's just like they're they may be playing a lot of notes, but they all blend well together. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Rush or Yeah. And whenever you have, you know, for whom the bell tolls and fade to black on an album, uh yep. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big one. Well, this is the last album to feature songwriting from Dave Mustaine of Megadeth now, and the first for Kirk Hammett. Uh, Dave was involved in The Call of Cthulhu and Ride the Lightning on this album. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the album title is taken from a passage from Stephen King's The Stand. Yeah, and the cover is awesome. It's like, I, first time I saw this, you know, I'm just like a punk kid. You see this, you know, electric chair getting lit up by lightning in this dark, cloudy sky, and it's like, ooh. That. Dude, it literally looks like something you would have doodled while you were in class, mm-hmm. not paying attention to what the teacher's saying. Mm-hmm. And then somebody took that idea mm-hmm. and fleshed it out into, uh, hey, look, this is an album cover now. Uh, and it's so badass. It, it just, is. It just looks so badass. And it sounds so badass, too. It's like it, it owns up to what the – some albums you're like, oh, that's a cool cover. But this is like, wow, that's a cool cover. You want to listen to it. And then you listen to it, and you're like, wow, that looks, that sounds exactly like that album cover looks. I agree with that. They did put out a, a promotional single of Fade to Black that features the edited version on one side and the album version on side B. Did you uh, get a chance to find that one? No, I didn't. So it's a green, like a pale, sickly green 12-inch. Hmm. I found one for 650 bucks. <laughs> oh, sure. No problem. We got you. I decided against it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do like this album, uh, in 2016, they released a limited edition deluxe box set with expanded track listing, bonus content, the original album is on vinyl and CD with an additional vinyl of a live show in L.A. A picture disc contains what was on the Creeping Death single. Um, it's got covers of Diamond Heads, Am I Evil, and Blitzkrieg's Blitzkrieg. There's six CDs of live recordings, interviews, rough mixes, and demos recorded from 84 and 85 and DVD of live shows and interviews. 
the bonus tracks on every subsequent release uh, featured Jason Newstead on bass because they were recorded live in Seattle um, in August of 89, and Cliff Burton passed away in 86. Ugh, what a tragedy. Tragedy. Um, yeah, but we got one more album out of Cliff. We did, yeah. Also a goodie. Also very good. I'm sure we'll hit that one up at some point. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, uh, you know, even if you're not a, you know, a hard rock, metal, thrash fan, check this one out. Um, it's really good. Um, his voice has changed kind of over the years. He has more of a high-pitched voice in some of the songs on this album. Uh, but it, it's still fantastic. Alcohol uh, and hairspray have not been kind to him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, album for the day today, uh, September 22nd, is Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Obey your master! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Album for the day, June 24th, 2021, keeping up Silver Anniversaries. Albums released in 1996. Today we chose Load by Metallica. Mm -hmm. Such a monumental album. In the timeline of the band, as well as rock and roll in general, I would say. Absolutely. This is turning point for Metallica. You could argue that this album is as pivotal to Metallica's timeline as the self-titled Black album. I would say more so. I would say the commercial success of the Black album drove them to this turning point. Driven. No, no, no. Far beyond driven. Far beyond. Pantera, Jay, not Metallica. That's true. That's true. Some influence there. Um, Actually, uh, they did th- list them as an influence. Oh, there's so there's and I, another reason I would say that this is a bigger turning point than the Black Album is this this all the different styles that they play on this album. They are experimenting as musicians. They're going out there and they're like, yeah, we can blow your face off. With our live shows, we can we can play metal, we can play thrash, you know, we can do all this stuff, but can we play country? And they answered that on this album with Mama said, the, yes. I mean, and the answer, and the is, answer yes. is yes. And they 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 went out and they tried new things. They listened to a bunch of different bands that I, maybe they hadn't listened to them before, or maybe they just didn't influence them as much in their previous recordings, but this album, they went for it. And well, I actually read that they, they obviously had their own influences, but they toured 
over the self-titled Black album during the five-year hiatus for at least three of those years. And when you've got all that stinking dead time, really, like, you're either listening to music or making music as a musician. And if you're not in the studio crafting something of your own, maybe you're listening to something. And Mm -hmm. I found a whole list of influences that they actually said from this period. I was not familiar with Caius, K-Y-U-S-S. That's Josh from Queens of the Stone Age Mm. in a desert rock band. That's all I'm going to say here, but they were fascinating to read about. Mm. As well as Allison Chain's Soundgarden Primus, ZZ Top, Pantera, (laughs) Corrosion of Conformity, Ted Nugent, Aerosmith. Then it gets interesting with Oasis, Alanis Morissette, and Garth Brooks. Those aren't what rock people said were influences in the album. That's what they said influenced them. And I think that's fantastic. The fact that James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich are listening to Garth Brooks before they record songs, it really says a lot about who they are as musicians and what they wanted to do. For a bunch of guys that argued and about killed each other (laughs) as... You can see if you've heard anything, read anything, it's all out there. They are notorious for getting at each other's throats in the studio over getting it their own way. Mm -hmm. To be influenced by such a wide variety, that's such an interesting... astounding. (laughs) Yes, it really is just a head scratcher as I Mm -hmm. scratch my own head. Well, the and another reason I feel that they got a, this sound is the producer Bob Rock. He, I think, influenced their sound quite a bit on this album. Well, he produced the last album too. That's true. But five years later, I think that he embraced the fact that they had something different to say, mm-hmm. and I think he's the one that kind of led them down the path. This is also the first album where Kirk plays rhythm guitar on recordings on four different tracks Mm -hmm. and they were talking about doubling the guitar and james was like well i can i can play it myself and then i can play it drunk but it really just sounds like me drunk playing it (laughs) (laughs) i gotta get somebody else in there so that it sounds a little different it doesn't sound mechanical right and only makes sense he is in the band and plays the instrument yeah well i might add i feel like james hetfield may be the best rhythm guitar player of all time i mean there's not i mean to sing and play the difficult songs that he does he's just he lights my hair on fire yeah yeah like michael jackson like james hetfield (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah So <laughs> so they actually recorded 28 drum tracks, and I thought it was interesting hearing how they recorded drum tracks. They all went in the studio, and everybody's playing, and they can hear it, but the only thing they're recording is the drums. And then they go back later and lay everything else on top of that. So that obviously ended up being their follow-up album as well, Reload. And... You know, they did a bunch of interesting stuff on here. There's two songs on here that are just two of my favorite Metallica songs. 
notoriously just shot down, ugly stuff said about, I don't care. Um, and then there was Mama Said, but Hero of the Day and King Nothing are Hero both the, man, we're, Hero of the freaking day. We, we are seeing eye to eye on this. Mm. Hero of the Day and Mama Said are the two tracks that I really like. And they both have that kind of southern rock or or country kind of feel to them, too. So that's it's it's interesting that those are your favorite. King Nothing's well. a little bit of throwback to previous style, yeah. um, not so much of an advancement, but the other two definitely are. And then until it sleeps, yeah. is just with uh, uh, Broken English. Marianne Faithful is the it's the, I think this was the only time Metallica had a guest performer on a studio album. That's entirely possible. I know that they did Garage Inc. and had like John Popper and Jerry Cantrell and some people like that play on that album, but they weren't featured. They weren't, a f- yeah, and, and they Mar- definitely they- weren't in the video, if I recall correctly. No, whereas Marianne, Marianne Faithful, Faithful was. was in it. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the video to Until It Sleeps, it's creepy. It is. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. It. it and it was an introduction to the world visually of this album. Mm-hmm. It was the first single, first video, and it was the first look that everybody got of Metallica's new haircuts and style. And <laughs> Boy, people, man, people freaked out when they cut their hair. It, I remember that being like, it, I thought it was so silly. I was sitting there like, okay, so... They cut their hair and everybody's, oh man, they're not the same band and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, yeah, dude, they're blowing your face away right now. Like, what do you care? Yeah. Like, and, and like they're, they're evolving. They're, they, they can't play the same stuff for 40 years. And the sign (laughs) said the long haired hippie people need not apply. Yeah. And Kirk Hammett actually said, I had long hair for 20 fucking years. Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They, 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 they had done that, and it was time to move on. So they actually did move on. The uh, James Hetfield has, in retrospect, looked back on this period and said he didn't make a lot of the decisions, nor did he agree with them. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say when we've got pictures of you in the album, James. Yeah. Easy to say, hard to prove. Mm-hmm. But he claims that Kirk and Lars made most of the decisions involving that. He said that there were twice as many pictures in the album liner notes of Cuban suits and eyeliner and that kind of stuff. But it really was twice as many because he tore out half of them. Wow. And... The album Ooh. cover, Ooh. Andres Serrano, yep. Semen and Blood 3 is the name of the work being yep. displayed. Yep. And it is bovine blood, so cow blood, mixed with the artist's own semen, squished in between two uh, pieces of plexiglass, and then photographed. We're just going to leave you with the word squished mm. and move along <laughs> to the fact that there were three different pieces of which they chose this one. They chose this one. Um, I thought it was fairly interesting that 
This album was actually edited because of a manufacturing restriction. The CD could not, the CD manufacturer told them that anything longer than 78 minutes and 59 seconds would cause the CD to skip. Hmm. So Metallica had to shave some off of the Outlaw Torn. According to Kirk, this super sweet uh, end of the guitar, I mean, it's a really long piece, Mm -hmm. really long. It's epic even, and I don't mean that in a colloquial way. Mm -hmm. It is an epic piece of music, Mm -hmm. and I think that that was painful, and they ended up releasing the unedited version on a single as a B-side, and they called it something about the manufacturing unedited (laughs) something or another. I was like, (laughs) you guys. Mm -hmm. And the whole first pressing when it went out on CD had little stickers on it that said 7859. Well, this is the longest Metallica album still to date. Yes, it is. It's also the first... No, it wasn't the first one to... Oh, I think it was the first to debut at number one. Yes, it was. Yes. So everyone can talk all the smack they want, but... It started at the top. It did. And it stayed there for a while, too. It did. Yeah. But, you know, from the top going to the bottom, Metallica tuned down a half a step for the entire album, mm-hmm. supposedly so they could perform string bends and the riffs easier and increase James's vocal opportunities. Hmm. Well, I think it worked well. I think this album... Um, if you could call it underrated, I feel that it is. Well, today, June 24th, 2021, album for the day. Go out and rock your face to some Metallica load. Carry that weight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!